This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by SkinAndBones.ca. Do you need photos taken for an upcoming live show or a photo shoot for a new album? Do you want professional results without the hassles of worrying about whether or not your photographer is getting the right shots? Then book your next photo shoot with SkinAndBones.ca today. I do it, and they even make me look good. SkinAndBones.ca. Book it now. And I will do anything for love, and I won't do Hello, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, hello, it's me, MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and I'm sitting here with No, his name is Jacob Vald, he's from the group Kids, also part of a super group called 33 Kids, one of my longtime friends, and such a, a great dude to collaborate with and hang out, and here he is on the goddamn show, he's open for... <laughs> I say everyone. I can't even explain to you how many people he's uh, he's open for, but here he is. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Jacob Evolved. Oh man, thank you for having me. Yeah, there's just a huge yeah. round of applause that just broke <laughs> yeah, out there. Yeah, I heard it. It's wild in here. Yeah. We got the studio audience intact, but yeah. they're not too interested at the moment. Let me ask you, are you the best of all time, or are you just the medium good? Is that, like, what's the what's the rumor on the streets there, Jacob? Tell us what's the truth. What's the rumor on the streets? Yeah. Well, I think the people that like me say I'm, I'm far above the medium, <laughs> but I, I would... I think there's also people out there who would say that I'm below the medium. All jokes aside, you're one of the best writers I've ever worked with, period. I wrote that on a piece of paper the other day after a session we had, and uh, I was like, Jake Evolved is one of the best writers I've ever worked with, if not the best, wow. period. Very, very, very talented yeah. dude. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to explaining to people what we got on the plate for them. But speaking of word on the streets before we get to what we have to explain yeah. to folks because we got a little bit Stoke of an announcement to, to make that though. yeah yeah we want to we want to make a little announcement to you guys but before we do that let's go ahead and get into what is really actually the buzz on the streets today wow. which is a an internet blog article that's come yeah. out uh as of as of this day of recording which uh names the i don't, I don't even know the headline what it, what it says but it's like the 15 worst is yeah. it the best? Worst? The, I, the I don't 15, think they said the best. No, the 15 no. worst hip-hop videos to come out of Vancouver. The worst. Now, this is uh, uh, from a blog called Stir the Pot. Stir the Pot. It's a WordPress blog. It's whatever. Yeah, never, but uh, never Stir the it. Pot, it has, because a lot of people have had a lot of differing opinions on who's been involved in this list. Um, let's just go ahead right now and just name right now. The top of the list was a group called Money Hungry. Um, from what I understand, you in your group, yeah. kids, mm-hmm. um, you guys recently shared a bill with Money Hungry opening for Riff Raff. Yeah, the Riff Raff show at, uh, is it 560? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's right across from the label here. Yeah, we're right across so, the street from it. So let me ask, like, what was that show like? Um, Riff Raff, he, he was like a joke rapper at first now, right? And now yeah, he's like a real Riff rapper? Raff, Riff Raff was funny because it wasn't so much about the rapping. Like, he came on stage with... A band of people like his homies as well as just a bunch of girls. Like from, an entourage or an actual yeah, band? Like no, no, yeah. An entourage. There was no oh, musical instruments. Stand there and drink? <laughs> kind of. I've been and paid they, to do that. And they all came <laughs> out with glow sticks. What? And on top of having glow sticks, they had a. Uh, they had like the stuff that's inside glow sticks, but it was like body paint. 
Okay. So they were all was that fluorescent. Like l- luminol or something? I don't I wouldn't know. But uh they were all fluorescent and then they had it on their hands, so then they were touching people in the audience with it as well. Wow. And, so you've uh, been touched by Riff Raff. You have I, like a nice yeah, I was neon in the back. face. I was in the back at the merch table with the oh, boys. But, uh, Putting in work. Yeah, well, you know, we try to we try to hustle our merch when we can at shows. Obviously, you just rocked the set. so. Well, let me get right so, down to it. Let me add. Mm-hmm. So uh, I assume the show went well. Your set went well? Yeah, we had a good night. Okay. How was night. Money Hungry on stage? Well, they're... they're their video rolling in his van was at the top of this list, yeah. making it the worst video on of this blog. Now that's just opinion of one blog. Yeah, it's but just... of course, right? But at the same time, that is a an opinion that has been making waves. Like it, that's that blog's gone viral. Just on my it timeline, has, huh? has gone pretty yeah. viral. So I, I have some questions. Okay, so what were they like on stage? Were they? Do you think it was like? Is it just like a poor director? That, that portrayed them in the wrong way or was it actually capturing how they actually are what do you what do you feel um well i didn't really read the blog thoroughly i obviously saw it and i looked through it uh how was money hungry on stage to be honest i didn't pay much attention to it okay uh if that says anything it didn't really capture my attention okay so it wasn't like but, people uh, were nudging like hey check this out and not too much no because it was right before our set, you know what I mean? Okay. So right before our set, we do our huddle, we get the merch ready, we make sure we got someone to watch it, and we take in the set a little bit and you know, I'm not a I'm not a huge money hungry fan by any means. Just by your own personal preference? Just personal preference, you know what I mean? It's not my it's Do you get along with thing. them? Like the, you guys are on the same bill? Uh, have you guys Yeah, there's been... no bad blood, I don't think, you know? Uh, they, they we're, we're totally a... different. We're totally contrasting crews, right? And we both stay in our own lanes. Like, they do their thing, we do ours. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. Well, the reason I'm asking is just because uh, for someone to read a blog like that and maybe not know them mm. in a professional sense, it, it's it's very easy to paint them across the board as, like, that's that's a negative. That's them, right? Like, that mm. that's how it is to point it out to them. But But if I was to say... Okay, well, here's someone, Jake Evolved here, who's not directly involved with their crew or their friends or anything mm-hmm. like that, and he's worked with them. What does he feel about it? That's why I, I find it's, it interesting. It's, it's not my thing. I, I wouldn't go recommending Money Hungry to folks. You know what I mean? It's not the music I would push. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was... What what are you asking me exactly here? I'm I'm not a fan of Money Hungry. Like if that's what you're trying to get, like I'm, okay. I'm not a fan. I I don't really back it. Uh, but at the same time, it's hip hop, and hip hop's a huge universe in itself. You know what I mean? It's a lot of lanes to run in. Yeah, you know. So so do your thing. Yeah, and, I, I remember like let's say back in '09, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fall of '09 was the first time I saw Money Hungry. They opened for me when. Uh, uh, actually, Mizzy wasn't even in Kids yet, and he he was hyping for me, and we mm. were we were performing together, uh, opening for DJ Dopey, and uh, uh, Money Hungry was on that bill, and we saw them, and uh, they they just had like a like a, a ruckus pit going. It was like a metal show almost, mm. like, and that's that's what I remember about them is that they had a lot of energy on stage. Now that so was they had like a live set, yeah. But I mean, that was like four years ago, mm. so I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what what it is like now mm-hmm. but um but i also feel like in the city even though they did the show with us as money hungry i've been seeing it like they've been putting out more solo videos from members in the crew 
Right. Like, and, uh, 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 dysfunctional. And even, I don't know all their names, but there's, uh, there's the Latin American guy in it as well. Uh, Camilo. Camilo, I think. Camilo, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's his name. And I, I saw he just put out a solo video or two as yeah. well. I know. I just, I, I'm friends mm. with these guys on social media mm. and, that, and that's how I know them. So I, I I'm bad I, with social media. You know that <laughs> Facebook, I'll rock Facebook. I got the Twitter account. It's but okay. Well, actually it's, use it, too much. it is, it's crazy. You're bad at social media. Cause we had so many uh, responses for questions and, really? and, and shit today. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Because usually when I have guests on the podcast and they don't have, uh, like a, like a real strong online presence, there's somewhat of a, a disparity between yeah. like, Oh, how much can we connect with someone? But like, for real, yeah, I had some good responses. Really, uh, I was I was actually concerned about that. I was you know like, what? I wonder if anyone will actually get it. That's okay. Yeah, I was thinking that I bet MD will make up questions and pretend someone sent a mix. Well, I don't know if anyone will. You know what? Me personally, I don't know if that's that's really the style of the show mm. to do it like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I was to make up questions, I would make up ones better than the ones that are being submitted. Yeah, that's <laughs> straight up. That's all I'll say. Check it out. Mm. We're going to do a little flash five here. Okay. Right away. Yep. Right away. This, so this, this is from, nope, nope. This is not from anyone, but my own head. Oh, okay. Okay. okay so these ones are just like, uh, uh, one or the other, like mm. uh, like a Coke or Pepsi kind of thing. So mm. you got to pick one, but you can't spend any time thinking about it. Okay, so as fast it's as possible. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. We're gonna play this right now. Okay, would you rather be a devil uh-huh. or be a god? God. Okay. <laughs> why? Why? Why would you? Why would you be a god? Doesn't it just? Doesn't it sound better? Okay. That's your reasoning. Okay. Well, it's on the spot. Come on, we don't it sounds have... like a T-shirt. Doesn't it just sound better to be <laughs> a god? I don't know. I'd like to do more good than bad if I can. You if know what you I mean? were being eaten alive, Uh-oh. would you rather be swallowed head first or be swallowed feet first? Head first. Head first? Yeah. Boom, just go for it? Yeah, fuck that. Watch them eat your whole body. What if... So- <laughs> That's messed up. You know what I mean? If he eats you head first, you're not feeling him crunch your toes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, what if someone grabbed you halfway? You'd still have a life. Fuck that, though. What kind of life is that? <laughs> Yo, man, you're shitting all over the paraplegics out there. Oh, well, I don't mean like that, man, but... Okay, check it out. Would you rather have a huge head and a small neck <laughs> or a huge neck and a small head? Well, I already have a huge head and a small neck, so I'll go with that, yeah. <laughs> it's working out okay for you so far? Yeah, yeah. I'll stick with what I got. Yeah. All right. All right, would you rather be dead? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, what? all right, well, come on. All right, would you rather be dead or be the last human left on this planet? Yo, I'd be the last human left. Really? Fuck That's yeah. That's a very isolated experience. Have you thought about I've this? I've had a few isolated experiences. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be harsh, but like at least you'd be alive. I'd be giving myself props, like last motherfucker alive, right here. Last motherfucker breathing. <laughs> yo, straight up. Okay, wait. Uh, would you rather? Does that? Do you? This, wait. yo. But would that, yo? This is this is. I'm not saying I'd do it, but would that justify bestiality? I think if you were the last one on Earth, there'd be no one left to judge you. Straight up, you could just. What about? But what about God and the devil now? Well, you you already chose God. If you're God, you wouldn't commit these. <laughs> no, you, it'd be your own rule. Be, the world would collapse on itself. You'd be dividing by zero, my friend. Things wouldn't work. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, bestiality. You'd have your fair share of deer pussy to look at. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. You'd be like, yeah, look at that steer. 
All right, check it out. Would That's you, messed up. Would man. you what rather? Happened? What happened? Would you rather speak in only abonics for your rest of your life, or understand no slang whatsoever for the rest of your life? Only abonics. Really? Even at a job interview? Like, so Jacob, uh, we find you uh, to be very. Yo, I couldn't get a job interview for some hip hop like, radio, is it? Yo, take my resume. You're like, yo, your resume? Yeah, that's what I <laughs> My resume. I'm like, all right. Some guy's got moves. <laughs> you can resume reading now. That's right. Step up, playboy. Okay, yeah, that, that, that's just it. I don't it know. Is. That's shit. What am I supposed to say? No slang, though? I'm bad, man. I We went in for an interview at, uh, like, around the Donnelly offices for that Fanfare app that was going on. Okay, so people that are, that are listening though, no, there's fanfare a, app. Get on it. There's a, yeah, fanfare. Get the, on they it. Uh, they are putting their fingers in everything. Seems lately, which is awesome, which is good for them. Good shout out to them. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, the Donnelly offices. Donnelly is a uh, club management group that owns half the city mm. in Vancouver for clubs. That's so what it is. So what you were going over there? Yeah, and we were meeting with Cole. You know Cole Brownstone. Uh, formerly for, of Northwest Division. Yeah, still is, yeah. but like he more manages now, right? He manages them. That's why. And I mean. yeah. good dude, man. I like Cole. Yeah. Uh, but he had us over to see the fanfare stuff, and uh, yeah, he just kept he just kept cracking jokes because I kept talking like a rapper. Oh shit! And he's shit. like, you, you talk like a rapper all the time, and I'm like, well, I'm kind of a rapper. <laughs> but it's like, what do you want to talk? I'm like a farmer. I'm trying my best. Like, yeah. what do you want me to do? But uh, it was just funny. It, for him to point that out because you know people don't always mention that but i guess i do get a little carried away with my my slang sometimes well i think like you you have um i don't know like more claim to it than the average dude is -hmm. what i would say because you can like some of your background prior to music Mm -hmm. and and, in some capacities now still uh is with youth outreach Mm -hmm. and and working directly with kids on the street and whatnot Mm -hmm. so I think that that's very legitimate in terms of, of mm. how how you, how you speak and who you're interacting with that mm. speaks like that. So, I don't know. I don't really see criticisms like mm. that. Like, I, I do know what you're talking about, though. Because, like, when I was younger, fucking, I'm even doing it in this interview right now. I can tell you right now that, yeah. like, when we're talking right now, I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, man. Yes, yeah, son. Da, da, da. I, I say things like, yes, yeah, son, da, da, where I would maybe replace that in a less hip-hop setting with, like, yeah, dude, or, mm. yeah, that's rad, of course. No, of course, da, 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 and have harder consonants at the end of my, my syllables as opposed to, like, yeah, you know what I mean, I mean, dot it up, dot it up. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about, right? So, like, I don't know what that is, but it's, like, a comfort level. It's, like, a, a dynamic. Like, I've known you for many, many years now, so it's not, like... Uh, like, even when I was preparing for today's uh, podcast, I wasn't thinking, like, okay, I got this dude coming in that uh, that I only know in a professional capacity. Like, mm-hmm. uh, now I got this this uh, friend coming in, and we get to talk about some really cool things happening. So why don't we go ahead and just, just break the goddamn ice and let them know what's going on? Why not? You want to you wanna announce it yourself? Announce it. All right, tell them what the follow-up to the Black Madonna mixtape is going to be, my friend. We've the been talking sequel- about it. To Black Madonna, yes, is called a love misunderstood. And who produced that motherfucker? This man right wow. here. Oh, and who wrote that motherfucker? This that guy. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight yeah. up. So you know, if if anyone bumped the Black Madonna, they would know that 
the phrase "love misunderstood" comes up frequently. Because you it, know, there's a song titled that. Yeah. I believe it's like track 17 or something. And even outside of that song, you hear that phrase throughout the record on a couple occasions. Right? It's an ongoing narrative, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Black Madonna is is a story in itself, and it ends and. And the love misunderstood is going to pick up where it left off. And it's two different parts to the story, in a sense, which is why it's broken up like that. But it's still a continuous story. Is there a way you can give uh, our listeners a synopsis uh, of the story thus far, like without spoilers, like in terms of a way that you can explain Mm -hmm. the the storyline of the music to up to the point of a love misunderstood, the, the upcoming release? Yeah, so Black Madonna, right? Right. Black Madonna, yeah. So, so was that the, in the uh, sequentially, chronologically? Is that the first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Black Madonna. Yeah, so the Black Madonna is mm-hmm. a love story, and it's more than a, a love story because the female lover in in the story is beyond, it's beyond the physical relationship, there's a, uh, a sort of spiritual aspect to it, and I only use spiritual to say beyond the physical and uh, immediately visible. Right. You know? So it's like a multi dimensional uh, relationship. And as much as it's a love story, the, the female lover is also like a teacher. But rather than being a teacher that dictates a lesson Mm -hmm. the teaching comes through the experience that uh the female entity takes the the character through that's deep as fuck so it's a sort of initiation through experience and it's the lover slash like you know female divinity spirit whatever so that's what it represents it's like more of a godly form yeah that you're interacting with mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. and so as we move towards the love misunderstood so what happens in a black madonna is the teachings that she takes the character through mm-hmm. lead to his death okay right and at the end of the album he dies and there's a sort of resurrection last moment okay. like the last full track is she knows she knows and it's it's very mystic astral travelish sort of thing right and in the last verse of that uh the character touches on like waking up from a dream repeatedly and not knowing when he's actually waking up and then realizing that the, like the groundhog quote, day in a sense because <laughs> like it's the the point was to question reality and illusion and the line between it, waking reality, dream state, you know what I mean? Of course. So yeah. so it raises that question. You keep thinking you're waking up and then you realize you're in a dream and then you wake up again. And you never know if you've actually woken up. You're still dreaming. As much as you keep thinking you've woken up, you're still dreaming. And that was the idea I was pushing with the track, right? So I don't know if that comes across, but also one of the quotes in the last verse is... Uh, Nobody told me I was fucking with death. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soon as I came, she left or something like that. I can't remember the, but verbatim, nobody told me I was fucking with death. It was awkward. I come and she left at a loss for words. My last thoughts were, and then it goes into the hook. Okay. So, so that happens. And then the outro of the song goes back to like the intro, which was, uh, 
Uh, See, the first track is called The End, and the last track is called The Beginning. And the reason it's called The End is because we start at the end, so the, the last song and the first song are the same moment, essentially. If someone was to download the, the Black Madonna mixtape, <laughs> and then, in theory, mm. if they were to uh, reshuffle the, the order of the playlist so that it was, in fact, then the beginning to the end... Essentially playing it backwards. No, but if you would that make sense if they listen to it that way? Yeah, but you would have to put the intro as the second last song, and the outro as the last song, because sequentially that's the actual flow. Oh, I see. Okay. Because it starts at the end, and then he reflects on the story that brought him to that point, and so, the story oh, okay, in reflection yeah. ends that she knows. And then it comes back to the same moment that the album started at, and he's talking about like being reborn because he just woke up. You see, I asked this question originally for the benefit of our fans. Yeah. But now, mm. as I hear you explain it to me, I, I, I am, uh, I'm grateful for that. I, yeah. Because Jacob gave me this pitch about this a couple of years ago when we started working on A Love Misunderstood, which mm. is the follow-up to this, this entire story we've been discussing so far. And... He gave me that pitch and when it was it was not even a mixtape yet. He was still putting together tracks, but that narrative existed. And uh, I, I nodded my head a lot and I was like, yeah, okay, okay, I'll pick it up. I'll figure it out. And uh, I have to say, every time he came to me with new music and new, new pieces here and there he put together, uh, I was always very impressed. And the last mixtape I listened to in its entirety was The Black Madonna, actually. Mm. So that, that was really cool. I, I really liked it. And I got to admit... Uh, in, in recent times, when a, a full project is handed over to me across the desk or whatever like that, I will listen to it in six song segments or something like that. If it's a long, like 15, 20 album, 23, tw- 23 yeah, and the Black Madonna's uh. 23 tracks, I listen to that whole thing all the way front to back. And, yeah. and I was like live texting Jacob the whole time. I'm like, oh shit. Now this song, Book of the Dead, is pretty badass. Da 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 da. Mm. You know, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. But. All that being said, as we move forward. Yeah. So, like I said, at the end of the album, it's like he's reflecting on this experience which brought him to his own death. Mm -hmm. But the album ends with him reawakening from his death again, a resurrection reborn, so to speak. Okay. Which is why A Love Misunderstood, the opening song for it is called The Birth of Horus. See, what I'm doing there is it's that initiatory process where the character died and was now reborn in a uh, somewhat greater form, so Yo, to speak. You know what those, I mean? Do those first few bars of Birth of Horse. Oh, I can't remember. Once we harmonizing and done. <laughs> I wish I remembered about listen would, back to this After you listen to the record, you'll be like, oh shit, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, f- for myself, um, uh, having already worked with Jay Miz of, of, of your group, the kids, mm-hmm. and having uh, done a solo, uh, two solo records with him, I've mm-hmm. done Fight Club, Fight Project Club, Mayhem, uh, which was a great narrative cinematic piece, mm-hmm. uh, and then also Commiserate Your Soul, um, which was a huge, uh, soulful sample uh, beast of, of, of an album. Uh, the, the one thing I like about what we're doing when compared to those is that it's a combination of both those albums. It's it's the narrative of the Fight Club project Mayhem that I, I produced for Mizzy. And it's also with that, that huge, huge background narrative that you're just explaining. Mm. It's that 
uh, plus the sample selection of Commiserate Your Soul, which is really cool. And and honestly, with CYS, there there was a narrative already established within that. Like, oh, yeah. like Mizzy makes uh, visual films for, for your ears, essentially, yeah. which is, like, pretty crazy. But uh, within your group, there's a lot of strong writers, a lot of strong building. Mm. Um, is there plans for, for the group to put out new material soon? You guys got an EP just put out on iTunes. So, like, well, what's going on? Yeah, that was a 33 Kids EP. Kids plan on having a record out for fall. This fall? Yeah, so we're in the works. We're almost done the studio work. And, uh, yeah, the plan is to have a new kids record out in the fall. I'm just going to put live pressure on you right now. So yeah. where's, uh, where's my production slot? What's up? What's it's, up? It's 100% Calvin. It's a hundred. Okay. Okay. So I'm backing up. So, all right, well, I'm pretty offended. If we, if we were reaching outside of the camp, like beyond kids, cause Kay wanted to produce it and we were more than happy to, yeah. to give him the slot. Obviously. Of course. Of course. But if we extended beyond that, you know, we give, you I know you'd go to Ali Dash. <laughs> well, we would, but no, I'm just kidding. I just kidding. I think there no. There's three guys we would go to immediately outside of our like of kids, and that would be Ali, Ali DeHash, Mike Pashik, and you. I pre- I I thank you that I'm the third or fourth on that list. I appreciate it. I only said you third Not because third you're here. And I was, big, what? You, no. Come on. Wait till come I, on. wait till I write my own blog about the 15 worst moments in hip hop history. One of them will be. On this podcast, where I was denied a, a, a an obvious closed door. <laughs> look at me. You look, think we have to watch to out for that now in Vancouver? Like yes. fifteen worst everything. Of course. Oh no. Are you kidding? To be honest, I was I was nervous because I'm very insecure, and if you got, anyone that knows me knows I was never happy with my performance in my first video. Time keeps running. With Calvin. With Calvin. Calvin kills it. I think Calvin... Calvin's coming smaller from kids. Kids, yeah. He has a great performance in it. But I, I've i always like been so disappointed with myself in that work. You know what? Now and that I think about it, I was in that video in a little uh, B-side, a little B-roll stuff, and now uh, that shit got cut. You know what? I'm starting to see a pattern. Holy. Jake Vaughn started to see a pattern. I'm like, I'm like Jake, you want to come on the podcast? Maybe talk about a project we do? Yeah, sure. No problem. Hey, bye, hey Jake, could, uh, can I get a production credit there? Uh, nope. Nope. Nope, no room for that, eh? No room for that. Don't worry, Jake. Don't worry. Enjoy your drink. Enjoy your drink that I poured we, you. Can we crack a drink? No, I, I have one here, yeah. but it's not cracked. Oh, you cracked that one. That's good. Okay. Yeah, enjoy your enjoy your beverage. Yo, thank you very much Jacob. for the beverage. <laughs> clearly, clearly, can I'm we break, cheers? Yeah, yeah, sure, of course. Nice. Okay, uh, clearly, I'm breaking your balls. Mm. There's a uh, uh, there's a precedent to be said when when a um, a, a guy within a group already produces such as calvin does mm-hmm. he wants to do a, a whole record himself man i totally understand that yeah when i did um the colossal situation back in 07 yeah um i only had two other producers contribute to it and with that being said uh who are the producers monumental uh, uh curtis monumental yeah he he uh he co-produced with me on uh on two different songs and then um Soul Boy, um, for oh, who's uh, who's from Winnipeg, but uh, he he's actually yo, he's a super talented guy. I actually ran into him in Vancouver when I was moving the old studio out. Really? I, I had a bunch of boxes and just walked into him as I was moving boxes out of Gastown. Mm. It's random, random, and running, and I was like, "You're in town again? What's going on?" Like he hasn't lived here for like six, seven years, and yeah, uh, he's like, "Yeah, what's up?" And uh, so I'm supposed to link up with him soon, but uh, yeah, he's a real nice dude. He he's always, he was always super cool, but he did the song called Ask Yourself on uh, Colossal Situation. Super nice guy. 
Uh, that being said, look, I I just want to let everyone out there know that if I, if I was really pushing for credits, I, I certainly wouldn't do it on on fucking yeah. podcasts. Oh, I know, and, I uh, know. Yeah, you know what? I feel dumb even explaining it. Fuck yeah, it. Fuck, fuck it. Do what I want. Do what fuck I want. That. I'm sitting here in the studio. I don't give a shit. Mm. Now I sound like a prick. <laughs> now there's some guy there that's like, this guy fucking thinks he just he can produce anyone. And he also thinks he could just like have people on and, and talk. You know what? I'm going to make a list. F- top 15 worst MD moments of all time. You know what number two is? You know what number two is? And I'll be like, what? What's number two? And he'll be like, number two. Number two is when you didn't answer my question i sent in yeah I, you know what i sent in a question i sent in a question and you know what that reminds me right now maybe we should just go to some listener questions are you Let's comfortable with that yeah if we do some listener questions though yeah. you got to give some goddamn in-depth answers all right i'll, I'll do my best man because you already uh neglect yourself online i'm not a big online presence then it's... then this is your one chance to make amends yeah I'm are you not... ready okay. do you want to actually do you want to take a moment to apologize to what for what <laughs> You want you want to apologize for what to, to the people? What, what people for what? To all the the world. What did I do to the world? For uh, you know I'll neglect. Neglect. <laughs> oh. Yo, cause music's not enough. Music's, music's not, not enough. Yo, this is this is the funny thing about Facebook, man. You share music all day, and maybe I shouldn't use Facebook. Maybe me. Maybe I share music all day. No, I'm, I'm just. Oh, like I was speaking does. in general. Oh, one does. You put music up, like, because you know we we make music, we share music, we want people to check it out, right? You put like a song up, you get like five likes. You put a picture up, blows up, hundred likes. Are you okay over there? I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's too bad. We're doing a show. I know. What are you doing? <laughs> Holding it in, obviously. You're making moves, clearly. Okay, well, listen. All right, check it out. Yeah. Uh, people putting up. A visual representation of anything, like a picture. They could put up a, a dog and be like, like this if you cry every time. Yeah. Like if you put up something like that, that's stupid. You're pandering to someone's audiovisual senses. It's very easy to click a like to a, a stupid meme mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. Like I never put up memes unless they're customized particularly to yeah. uh, like a person. And I'll send them personally to you like... Like, I don't always hate the Bruins, but when I do, I always send it to Mizzy. There, yeah, that kind of yeah, thing. That's yeah. a, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is the the visual spectrum is so big nowadays. Do you think actually now that we, now I'm thinking about it, do you think that the low-budget quality of the videos that were named in that top 15 worst videos list we were discussing earlier, do you think it's because the the Canadian artists are generally budgets are so low at an independent level? Like, should they really be hating on people that can't put together? Yo, good that, videos? that's a great point. You know what I mean? And because those yeah. guys probably experience exactly what you're saying, where they're like, "Man, I put up an audio track, I get like a few plays, whatever, like that, a couple dozen plays, whatever, but it doesn't blow up beyond that. But if I put up a photo, I just had a show, I can get like four to five times that yeah. reach. So so what's up with that? And they're like, well, maybe if I put up a moving picture, like a video, mm-hmm. um, like what am I, 90? A moving picture. If you put up a moving picture, something like that. Yeah, and I think you, you raise a great point. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely a challenge to make a good video when when you have less resources. You know what I mean? It's, it's simple mathematics. Mm. You know, the more money you throw at something, the better the chances of it being better. There was a, a video on that doesn't list. Doesn't guarantee it. Doesn't well, guarantee it, but... No, that's know. what I was going to say. There was a video on that list, if I recall, from Terrell Safety, 
Um, he had a video. He was in a plane. What was yeah. the name of that song? Do you remember the name of that song? No, flying flight. Flight, flight, flight home. Some of that. Yeah. Um, that's my dude, though, man. I got love for Terrell. He's on that list. So yeah. how does that make you feel? Do you feel like, like, what's up with that? Yeah. F- well, you know, to see anyone that I have like a good relationship with, obviously, I feel a little that, bad that it, they're on it. You know what I mean? Like Terrell. I've never done a song with him, but we've we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on tour with with us when we were all opening for Ace last year. Master Ace. Yeah, he didn't go cross country, but he did like a West Coast run with us. Yeah, right. And uh, we never really knew him before then, but obviously over that experience, we got to know him. So he's a good guy. Yeah, I like Terrell, man. I um, like Terrell. What 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 do you say about the? the uh, knowledge that I, I've like re- looked into it and I was like, I think that video was sponsored or uh, had a grant from uh, much. Yeah. Fact. I thought it did too. So that's like, yeah. From my understanding, the smallest grant they give out is like 10, still tens of thousands of dollars mm. um, for a video to be named the worst and still have that tens of thousands tag. Do you think that it's fair for, for the selection committee to, to be handing out, grants like that like like in a way that they can be used should there be more oversight from the grant committee as to what the money's used for well i i don't know man again like this whole blog is just like one or two people's like opinions whatever of course it is, you yeah. know what i mean so yeah. but again it is an opinion i think the big thing that the, the reason why this thing's making waves mm-hmm. the way the reason why people are really actually like discussing it even right now why we're talking about it yeah was we can acknowledge it's just like one or two or whoever many people's uh, him or her mm. their their opinion it's that opinion right but it, from since I've been involved in the scene out here for like nine years now I, I I've never seen a top fifteen worst list a top any kind of list that that shows the the worst because there's something important about this okay this, this is what I wanted to bring up. In regards to that list, it's important. Is it the worst, though? You know what I mean? It might not be the worst. It's an opinion, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, that's established. But, like, here's what I'm saying. When you're establishing opinion like that, it does shape rank. And it does shape who who people check for. Because yeah. outside of the industry, there are the people that, that uh, support it. In, in every function like so-and-so has a cousin that that rhymes or something like that maybe mm-hmm. he's on that list or whatever yeah. and so they're like oh, that's wrong that's wrong but then everyone else in the industry that goes yeah you know what that blo- person on the blog they got a point they said something that no one else was talking about mm-hmm. so so maybe that's right because in my opinion if you don't have uh, a rank if you don't have like a a, a, a kind of a classification as to who does what mm-hmm. then you kind of get lost, you know, mm-hmm. like in Toronto scene, they have a pretty established hierarchy of what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. in Vancouver. It gets pretty murky after you leave the battle axe dudes, yeah. you know, like, like as you move down the list, it gets kind of murky. And then it's yeah. like, uh, there's a bunch of SDK guys. And then it's like, okay, what's up now? There's a bunch of indie groups that, that are, that are vying for, for top spot mm-hmm. and whatnot. So a list like this, for the average listener, is pretty helpful, in my opinion, because they 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 watch it and they go, oh, like, well, well, this person's not good, and other people think so because this is what this person had the balls to say. Like that takes a lot of energy to to write a blog, yeah. and to list it, you know. And someone might be like, well, I could have done that in ten minutes. Well, why didn't you? Yeah. Why why didn't you do it? 
because you didn't feel that way strongly or maybe because you didn't think anyone would listen. And now look at it. It's making waves. Mm-hmm. This is just my thoughts. I yeah. don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I've... You know, I think lots of people are just taken aback by it, man. Taken aback? Yeah, In what well... Way? What way? Like, it's, it's kind of a... It's a big surprise, right? That's that's isn't that part of like why it's making so much of an impact? It just like came out of nowhere and like like you said, no one's ever said or done anything like this. Yeah. So I actually to be completely honest, um I read it when I was going to bed last night, late last night, like one one, mm-hmm. two AM something like that. And uh I was just falling asleep and I read it and I, I thought, Oh, that's kind of that's that's funny. That's it's funny or interesting, whatever, to see all these names on there. Yeah. But then uh I thought maybe it would just that, that's it like i saw it and it'd be something i could think about later on or whatever but then when i woke up by the morning i saw a bunch of people sharing it and so i uh, on social media so i thought oh okay so this is actually like a thing now it's not just like a couple people read this so then yeah. i shared it and blah, blah, it just kept taking off mm-hmm. things like that are weird in this day and age that you can share a piece of information like that cuz again it is opinion it's not fact mm-hmm. but it maybe it has some merit Maybe it has some merit on, on some points. Not everyone on that list deserves to be on that list, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, maybe quality needs to be stepped up on some people. Mm-hmm. Who's one person? Because I know you saw the list. I know yeah. you saw that. So who's one person on there that deserves to be on there? Let's just let's just deserves. lay it out. Yeah, let's just lay it deserves out. Deserves right to be on there. Yeah. Wow. You, you put me out? on the spot, huh? Yeah, of course. And Woo! this is not even the too offensive game. So So you can go ahead. Just lay it out. Who deserves to be on that list? Um, Come on. A couple folks, man. A couple folks, you know. Uh, See, this is what I'm talking about. There is no yeah. ranking because no one will step up and just say it. And I know there's a political aspect to it. And me, mm-hmm, I preach this mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, oh, you want to watch what you say about people because you never know who's involved with who and gets blackballed by who. And it's it's like when you're coming up, it's very difficult to get yourself established when you're, when mm-hmm. you're shit-talking other artists. Right. But then there's popular opinion matched with consensus. Yeah. When consensus is the overriding rule, it doesn't matter what is being said. It's the consensus. It's, it's ex- essentially what it is. Like... Here's a consensus that I can say that I, I'm not even I'm not even worried about saying that yeah. I know it's 100 percent consensus. People have many things to say about Drake's content and his his emotional character when it comes to his his actual lyrics and whatnot and how and like some people think it's like girly or not hard or whatever because he's soft or whatever. But consensus is, yeah, he's still a pretty goddamn good artist though. He writes really well. And and that's fact. So there's yeah. the, there's the consensus. So he has to take that on both ends. He has to go like, yeah, I'm a really well respected writer, and I can sing well, and I can rap well. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not the hardest rapper out. I'm I'm not DMX by any fucking yeah. means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that being said, mm-hmm. let me just ask this. I got some questions for you from listeners. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Question the first yeah. from the listeners. This All one right. comes in via Facebook. Hi, listeners. All right, via Facebook. This says, uh, what is your favorite song lyric? My favorite song lyric? Yes. Uh, just like, is, does that mean like a bar or two? Or I'm, I'm pretty sure it's open-ended. You can make up your own yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, you know a bar that's 
sticks in my head these days. What's up? And it's kind of just like a, a funny thing. Go ahead, rhyme. Nas, uh, I write so many rhymes, I don't think I'm too sane. Life is parallel to hell, but I must maintain. Yeah. But that bar runs in my head just because I'm writing a lot these days. Because writing just is its own mentality. Like you're when you're in the writing space. Yeah. You're and, so turned on into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like I got so many, so many projects on the go, that like I have to be constantly chopping away at songs and verses. You know what I mean? Ten I, songs coming out with "Love Misunderstood." Blah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what's up. That's what's up. This but summer. you know what I mean? Like my plate's so full, I gotta keep chopping away at it. So I, I write so many rounds. I don't think, think I'm too sane. sane. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, man. Okay. Well, check this out. Uh, question the second comes in. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, this comes up via Twitter. Who is the better, better, better? Who is the better political artist? Immortal Technique, or Most Deaf? Most Deaf. Mo- wow, you didn't even hesitate. No. Most Deaf is a better political artist. Can you explain that a little bit? Uh, and I'm. If you look at strictly song content, right? Well, that's a tough question, actually, because I'm sure there's some immortal technique fanboys out there right now that are like, yeah. And the the thing is, technique gets it in, uh, like with the work he does outside of hip hop, right? Right. So in that sense, he's he's the more political artist. But if you're looking, he's like on like Russia Today, like RT News. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he's a you know? correspondent and stuff. Like that's that's crazy when Fuck, you're. Like I might a, I might change back to technique. But the thing I would say is, if you look at consistency and message through song catalog, mm-hmm. and people like technique fans might really argue this, <laughs> but technique has some moments where the things he says really work against the message he's trying to spread. Because he's like, we should all be able to live in harmony. And, and then, I'm a fucking machete, your family. Yeah, yeah. You know like, what I mean? Right, right. So, on that tip, Mos is much more consistent. Most definitely. And his message is much, like, permeates everything he does, I would, in a sense. Yeah, I would, I would say... That's a tough one, though. Yeah, I would say... In my opinion, Mortal Technique is probably actually the better, better political artist, but Most Def is the better political activist because Most Def. Do you remember when he did that crazy uh, Guantanamo on, thing? Okay, that was wild. With yeah. the, the when he did the nose down, yeah. the nose tube thing. Ooh, crazy! But yeah. but even more crazy than that is uh, the Katrina. What the fuck happened? I think it was like South by Southwest or something like that. During South by Southwest. Uh-huh. And uh, when the Katrina hurricane hit, he like rented a flatbed trailer, uh, like a semi-truck, and put his band up on it and then just rolled through the streets. And they, and they performed, uh, oh, what was that song? I think it was by Juvenile or like Soldier Slim or something. That, that You know, the no lia clap, boom, boom, no lia clap. But he did Katrina clap. It's that Katrina clap, boom. Dun, 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 dun. Katrina Club, <laughs> crazy. I, that never, kind of, I never knew. See, that. like that kind of thing, like where I'm like, I like, I know I read that and I saw photos of it, and mm. I'm like, that's crazy. But that shit gets buried because he's just making statements about stuff. That Guantanamo force feeding thing is pretty wild. Pretty wow. wild. The fact he put himself through that is crazy. The only thing about that that I heard that was negative uh, was the, the fact that he is a an actor. He's been in several films, like mm. high budget, major grossing films, and because of that, 
people see him do this uh this little short uh whatever what do you want to call it? activism video yeah. uh uh denouncing the Guantanamo Bay force feeding yeah and people see that and they go mm, is he acting though because yeah. he's an actor like that's weird for but like I gotta say I it was pretty like I'm not a pussy but yeah. like that I was pretty squeamish watching oh, that straight up I was about halfway straight through straight and up. I was like ah, I can't fucking watch this and I think it's besides the point whether he was acting or not because it's the statement that the video is making in itself that's right? true because so, it's, it's still happening right yeah it's still fucking happening Every day. Yeah, so it's not about whether he acted or not. Ooh. It's about whether it had impact on in the way that they hoped. Did it say they do it twice a day? Oh, could you I can't remember, but can't, that oh. would make sense, right? Gross. Gross. Okay, let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, what was the... Uh, that's not even switching gears. Never mind. We'll go to this other one. Uh, this one comes in via Facebook. Uh, if forced... To make this doesn't even make fucking fuck's sakes, guys. If you're gonna send in fucking questions, <laughs> you know, fuck, just write it properly, okay? Hold yeah. on. If forced to make a song in another genre, yeah, which genre would you choose? Why is it of evangelical Christian pop? Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Props to you, Playboy, whoever that was. Yeah, why? That was a good one. Why is it evangelical? <laughs> Jacob Walt of kids. <laughs> I like that, man. That's that's a good one. You gonna be well? Good. You know, it's because I've been reborn. <laughs> You're gonna get a Christian side, and I'm hug? trying to blow up. Trying to blow up as a Christian pop artist. So that's why. That's good. That's a good answer. Yeah. Yo, it was nice of you to to answer that. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm a nice guy. Okay, this question the Sometimes. the f- question the fourth. This is the fourth? Yeah. Uh, what was the worst nightmare you ever had? The worst nightmare? Yeah. <sighs> Something memorable? I've had a couple, man. I had one dream when I was a kid. I was like getting chased by witches. Whoa. And when I woke up, because I used to hallucinate and, like, have night terrors. And when I woke up in my room, MD, I kid you not, the three witches that were chasing me were floating above my fucking bed. What? And I was what so kind of... shook. I jumped wow. out of bed. I fucking ran out. But when I jumped out of bed, I jumped out in a panic. And I, like, scraped my leg on, like, the bed because I had, like, a metal bed frame. And I scraped my leg on it. So I, like shaved parts of like my thigh off and I was bleeding and I ran to my parents bedroom I was like five years old or something you know what I mean Jesus Christ but, yeah but the witches were above my bed when I woke up do you have like a uh, fear of witches now no 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 nah, but they were scary that night that's pretty terrifying for a five-year-old yeah to deal with, man. you know I was shook you remember it up to this day of your life <laughs> You ever think of that? Like how, how impactful that must have been? You, it's so funny that you that question came up because I was actually just reflecting on this dream like a day or two ago. Wow, really? Yeah. That's pretty wild, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one comes in via Facebook. Okay. Comes in from a jerk. What up, Facebook? <laughs> I, love, I love this guy. He's a what jerk. What jerk? He's a jerk. Is I'll just say that. No. That guy's a jerk, too. But fucking... Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Yacavelli. <laughs> if you could have any middle name you wanted, what would it be? Well, I'm from the Czech Republic, and we don't take middle names in Eastern Europe. So I'm going to stick to my roots and deny that. So you don't have a middle name? Jacob Struhal. Jakub Strohal. 
Jakob. Jakob Strohal. So, wait, where are you from? The Czech Republic. Czech Republic? Yeah. So you in like... Uh, I was born in a town called Brno, which is made up of the same letters as born. Are you like... B-R-N-O. The nephew that... of Zdeno Chara? <laughs> no, he's true? from Slovakia. He's... I'm from the Czech. Is that So right? I'm Jager's cousin. Oh, okay. And Hashex. And Thomas Plakanich. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. Fact. Yo, I want to brag. Krejci too. Yeah. You know, I want to brag, but Plakanich. For real. <laughs> yeah, he is, man. Straight up. All right, check it out. This is a question also from Facebook. Uh, so, <laughs> fucking thanks, G-Tone. Fucking smart here. So, Wawa. <laughs> what a Wawa. Tell us about your up, hometown. Kenora? Yeah. Wawa. Well, I wasn't born in Wawa, but that's where I spent the majority of my childhood. So, Wawa is a beautiful little small town in northwestern Ontario between Thunder Bay and Sault Ste. Marie. Which is crazy because I can't believe we grew up within, yeah. like, say, 10, 12 hours of each other. Yeah, less than 12, for yeah. sure, 10. But then for us to meet in Vancouver and have all these crazy shit, we're going to have this album coming up this summer, yeah. Love Misunderstood, fucking wild. That's crazy, though. To think, if you think about that, man, that's pretty wild. Like, that we had to come to the West Coast. We had to move to the West. Had to move to Where the West. Where is that from? Yo, I don't want to brag. Yeah. <laughs> but I know Macca. <laughs> fucking, okay, yo. What up, Macca? Yo, but uh, let, let's, let's switch gears. Yeah. Another gear. Yeah. I don't know what gear this is. What from from is the it? nightmare gear to another gear. You mm-hmm. ready? Okay. Uh, uh, this one comes in via Twitter. Okay. What up, Twitter? Uh, Jacob. Yeah. What is most likely the... Fuck, again. Guys, seriously. <laughs> Jacob, most likely conspiracy that is not a conspiracy. The most likely conspiracy that is not a conspiracy? Before you answer this, I want, I want to say something. Yeah. To me, the biggest conspiracy on the planet, yeah, in the Earth's Illuminati. existence, in human existence, okay, the biggest, the biggest uh, conspiracy ever, yeah, is that anytime anyone brings up anything that seems very peculiar, it, it just in a, an inquisitive manner, not even in a, a, a fucking crackpot. Oh, have you noticed the trees or like mm. nothing like that? I mean, just like someone's like, isn't that interesting how this group? controls this group like this yeah someone um, the biggest the biggest fucking conspiracy is that every anytime someone points that out someone else the third party always goes oh well, that's just conspiracy bullshit <laughs> blah 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 and i'm like well wait a minute like why 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 is that happening and yeah. then i realize it's all just disinformation bullshit it, it really is it's just people yeah. working want- against their own interests all the time you want to know my answer to this question now i want to know your answer after the biggest conspiracy is that the Illuminati are the bad guys? This is my take. The wow, Illumin- break this down for me. So for we all hear Illuminati and we think that's the ultimate conspiracy in name for the covert operation that runs the world. Mm-hmm. What if all that was actually the smear campaign because the Illuminati is actually the covert operation behind the scenes that's pushing for the good of the world? Wow. And the disinformation turns people away from it because there is another group that's maybe trying to, you know, keep things ignorant. So it's like Orwellian doublespeak yeah. in, in in its way where, where there's not like uh, – uh, there's not really an enemy with a face. That, because when, when you have a name like that, Illuminati, and there's mm-hmm. all these associated stories and, and people involved with it, etc., like all these allegations. Yeah. It's very easy to go like, oh, they're, they're dark and sinister, etc. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting theory. I've never heard anyone put forth a defense theory for the Illuminati in, in, in that they they might be uh, persecuted 
in in a in a negative light. I've never ever heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Where how did you come upon a theory like that? It's just a theory, you know. It's just a theory. <laughs> well, like a lot of your lyric, a lot of your lyrics and a lot of your content, yeah, are like. I'm just gonna lay it out, like like straight up. If you just put on, say, there's a song on our our, our project coming out, uh, Love Misunderstood, and it's called Elders of Zion. Yeah. And uh, this song name drops like the Bhagavita, the Bhagavad the, uh, the, yeah, the Bhagavita, the fucking uh, the, the the pharaohs, pyramids, Sphinx, uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, Anunnaki. Uh, you know, yo, crazy, Bell right? Like, like yeah. so, your knowledge of the situation is is really, really in depth. Like more so than the average person you can talk to. What what is it you're that that brings you to write about that so often? <laughs> just just my own interests, you know what I mean. Uh, in my own development, and I go back to grade eleven always. In grade eleven, I it was a very defining year for me because I actually moved out of Wawa and moved to Sault Ste. Marie for grade 11. Wow. And I moved there to play basketball because I was really good at basketball when I was in high really? school. What so position did you play? A guard, one or two. Either guard really? position. Yeah, really? I could play either. Uh, but I moved there to play ball because I wanted to play in a bigger league, try to make a better rep for myself, whatever. But I got, I got myself kicked off the basketball team. What? Yeah, it was Ow. dumb. Me and the coach didn't see eye to eye. Mm. You know, we didn't get along. I went home for Christmas break, missed some practices. He knew I was in Wawa for Christmas break, but still held it against me. Wanted me to apologize to him in front of the team. Me and him already didn't see eye to mm. eye. I was like, fuck you. See, that's a control Excuse mechanism. Me. Straight up it was. It wasn't cool how yeah. he played me. But at, well, in, he saw other people on the team. Yeah. know that you were not there and they f- he felt probably in his very fucking insecure heart that if if other players on the team mm-hmm. saw that you could just do that and skate away with it with nothing happening mm-hmm. that uh he would lose control of the team or or the direction which is weird because yeah. at a high school level, in his right? defense like i definitely gave him some attitude and wasn't like the ideal pupil but at the same time, I don't feel like it was fully justified. But whatever, that's an old story. But because I got cut from basketball that year, I was already rhyming. But uh, that was the first time I broke out of my comfort zone and ended up rhyming with other MCs, not from Wawa. You know what I mean? Right, and, right. and I had these experiences, Cypher and Cats, did a couple joints, whatever. And I really started MCing more. And because I was a lot more on my own, uh, like I live with a friend in the city, but obviously I didn't have as many friends, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I didn't care for school too much, so so I wasn't doing my schoolwork or anything. <laughs> but there was one school project that got me into Buddhism. Oh. And Buddhism just had me asking weird questions like, what is life and what is God? You know what I mean? Like these two simple questions. Beyond and, what the like, the curriculum at, at the high school is teaching. Yeah, just in yeah. looking, because I had to do a paper on Buddhism. But in studying Buddhism, I came across these questions, right? So you went to public school. Yeah. I didn't go to public school to the last two years of, of my high school. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if they asked me to do a, uh, a paper on Buddhism, like prior to going to public school, yeah. it would have been like, explain the evils 
of Buddhism and how it can permeate your family and destroy it from the inside. Oh, like yeah. that's like, that's the kind of shit I was dealing with, like yeah. fundamentalism, Christian mm. background where it's like fucking wild. But then you go to public school and it's like, yeah, you can wear your hat in the building because yeah. there's, there's no reason, like God doesn't care because yeah. there may or may not even be one, like that kind of thing. Well, smite you. Yeah, it smite you. Yeah. What, what's going on over there? You, you fading? No, I'm just taking it in. You're taking in the yeah. conversation. Yeah. Do you feel like uh, Do you feel like you're the best now? <laughs> do you feel like <laughs> <laughs> the best at discussing Buddhism? Yeah, what are, you, what are you the best? Well, no, but you know, from the Buddhism, because the year before that was uh, when the Twin Towers came down as well. That was that was That's grade true. ten for me, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was grade ten, eleven for me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, you're you're a year older than me. I think so. Yeah, I'm 87. Yeah. Uh, oh shit. Uh, I'm 85. 85. So maybe it was grade nine then. Regardless, it just happened. And in grade 11, I got into the Buddhism, and I stumbled upon Alex Jones for the first time. Yeah, Alex Jones. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And from Infowars, I watched some of the conspiracy stuff. I was getting into these like philosophic existential questions. Right. And. That was it, man. That year, I I started digging myself into this vortex that just put my mind into this, I, into I these realms, and I've just been stuck there ever since. I know what you mean to say like you're stuck there because yeah. like I didn't get into Alex Jones until I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was deep into college. I ended up uh, becoming good friends with Zenny D from the Boomsday Alliance, yeah. and uh, uh, this is how we kind of became in, uh, friends and formed shit. But like. Um, we both really liked the show, Mr. Show, with mm. uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. And then uh, he was like, hey, come, come hang out. We went drinking one night and ended up crashing at his place. And uh, he, he passed out. And uh, I watched this DVD he had in his machine, which was uh, Alex Jones' Infowars uh, 9-11 Revealed or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I stayed up and watched all of it, all the bonus material. I ended up going online on his computer, looking up it afterwards. I stayed up all night, like probably 11 hours, yeah. and I felt shocked, man. Like, like I felt like someone had kicked my ass mentally. Well, like, that's what I felt like. It was weird. But, like, now now you see kind of like he he – He's sensationalist in, in some of his Oh, definitely, shit, right? definitely. Like, it, was, it was a gateway, you know what I mean? Alex Jones was a gateway. Right, but I can still say, like, Alex Jones definitely, he opened up some Oh, man, when, when I first me, came sure. across it, it was, it was revolutionary, you know what I mean? I was like, this guy sees it for what it is. Like, that's what it is. Like, that's what I felt. Like, he sees the system for what it's doing as opposed to what I've been told for the last yeah. you know, 20 plus years or whatever. Yeah, it was a bizarre moment for me because I never consciously thought about life in that like context. But for some reason, when I saw this, something about it resonated like it really was true. Mm-hmm. And that same year was the first year I listened to Immortal Technique. Funny how that comes around. No, it is Maybe funny, I should yeah. have said technique on that answer. But regardless, <laughs> you know, so so that year that it all came together. Technique, you know, Alex Jones, Buddhism, existential thought. And, and from there, I just kept digging into the rabbit hole, man, and... Well, as you climb in or out of that rabbit hole, yeah. why don't we go to everyone's favorite part of this podcast and okay. show. So from Intergalactic Interviews, we bring you the best game that we can offer. Here you are, ladies and gentlemen. Too offensive! 
fuck you. Are you? Re- <laughs> yeah, with a fuck you at the end. Are you ready, Jacob Evolved of Kids? I don't know. Jake Evolved of Kids slash know. 33 Kids Supergroup. 33. Uh, we're going to give you uh, the opportunity to answer two questions. Okay. okay? And uh, for people at home that have never heard this game, you have the option of answering the questions or saying too offensive. Now, if you want to say too offensive in the sample voice, too offensive. Too offensive. That's right. All right. Then that that is bonus points. Nice. You get You get bonus points for that. If you, if, you, if you know, I mean, it's encouraged. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Sorry. So you ready to do this? Yeah. There's a softball at first. Okay. And then a you know then a fucking knuckler. All right. right? All right. <laughs> okay. Question the first. Yeah. Jacob evolved. Yeah. What is the worst song you have ever been a part of? The worst song I've ever been a part of. Ooh. Now remember, you can answer, or you can suggest to us something is can something I, offensive. Can I just? Tell a story about a song I was almost a part of. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was sent in a collab over Reverb Nation when I first put my Reverb Nation account up. Like, I don't mess with that anymore. But when I put it up, you know, I got it up and made sure. a little effort, made sure. a little push. Yeah. And uh, I had some dudes hit me up. And I think they're from the lower mainland somewhere. I think it was like Mission or okay. Abbotsford or something. I think it was the Mission, though. Maybe so, like, from the suburbs of Vancouver, Yeah, yeah. And... And, you know, nice guys, they were showing love and they wanted to get me on a song. So I took the song and I had a little verse and I went to the studio, Hotbox, when James had the studio at home. James Hooper, yeah. And I got into the studio and I I did a take like I was about to get in Mm -hmm. and James just stopped me and was like, I'm sorry, man. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Jake, I'm not going to record this. Wow, he he stopped it, he, right? He pulled it. He pulled the plug, man. And and I was like, for real? He's like, I can't let you do this. James is He's, a smart dude. He was like, you know, I, I, like I got him. too much love for you. Uh, you know, this song just is not good enough, man. Like, it's really cool that you want to show love to these guys and get on the song with them. But he's like, as as a friend of yours and as like the first guy that ever put you on in the city. For real. I, I got it. I got to strongly urge you not to do this. I love that story, man. That's like, a good story, He man. stopped me, but at the end, like, you know, James, he's like, if at yeah. the end, he was like, obviously, if you really, really want to do it, I'll Should help I do you get like, it done. Wait, wait, you be you, and All I'll right. be James, okay? Yeah. I've been told I might be able to do a good James impression. Okay, okay, okay. let's see what you got. Okay, so, like, you're not allowed. No, no. Okay, you can't do it. No. I mean, like, if you want it, you can do it. But James. No. Well, okay. James, I told him I'd do well, it. I don't though. Even know. Okay. Well, if you want it, I haven't. I, you know what? I suck at it today because I, yeah, I can't. I haven't yeah. seen him in a, like fucking yeah. over. A, He's gonna be two out Thursday now. night though. You coming out Thursday? I'm night? coming out today. We can plug that. Yeah. Go ahead. We'll be hosting a show at the New Oxford Tavern, aka the Old Hooker's Green. Thank God they changed the name. Right. Hooker's Green. Right. What? Right. Anyways, <laughs> kids will be hosting a show. We'll have 33 one third out to join us for our set. Yeah. Uh, we have G-Tone and Zenny D opening. That's right. We got the Alliance Purple shit. Heart Social Club. That's right. Which is a quartet of four lovely young ladies who, who all sing. Mm-hmm. And I think they do a little rapping too. We got C-Mac and Hope. Mm-hmm. We've got Rasta Farsi, obviously Kossub and yeah. Ali Dahesh. Yeah. And we have... Uh, Jack of Diamonds and James H. Giuliano and James yeah. H. Yeah, fucking right. That's a Straight good. Up. That's a good bill. I'll be in the house. I that's mean, that's what's up. It'd be weird if I wasn't there. I know, 
everyone there. So yeah. <laughs> that'd be fucking weird. But I'll just say this. That was a pretty good story. I like that because James, um, people out there know uh, him and I used to work together at a company we founded called Partnered Productions. And mm. uh, I've since uh, taken the reins on that. Um, but but it's not a, it was always a mutual thing that happened. But I have have so much love for that guy. And I, I love him so much. And you know what? Sometimes I can't really explain things about him uh, like like how loyal and how good of a stand-up guy he is because that's what he is he's a stand-up guy yeah and you know what you just gave me the story right there i'm gonna tell that story next time someone's like well what was he like i'll be like ah oh, man james let me tell you a story he he wouldn't like like he was he wouldn't uh let you put yourself mm-hmm. out of out of shape you know, mm-hmm. like he would, he would help you and like uh, help you out. That's a good story. I like yeah. that, man. Thanks, thanks for telling that. That's yeah, a good one. Good question. It's weird how this is supposed to be too offensive, and that turned out to be like such a good story. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. All right, are you ready for the hard? Oh shit! The hard. All right. Level up. Here we go. All right. This is uh, question the second for too offensive. Here we go. That's it. Jacob evolved of kids. Yeah. Of the three remaining members of kids. Yeah. James is. Kelvin. Yeah. Ryan, mm-hmm. which one of them is the best MC overall? For real? Yeah, yeah. This is a game. This is a game. Now you can answer the question, or you can suggest to too us that something. Offensive. Oh shit! Too offensive. I can't do that, man. Yo, that was a legitimate too offensive. We got. I can't do. I that, think our man. record for too offensives yeah. that's got to be one of like five we've actually got. So yeah. that's that's good. That's good. No, we'll accept that. That's good. Mm. That's good. You know, the fact of the matter is, you guys are all dope. So yeah, it's cool. Straight up, I'm, I'm, straight and up. I'm I'm happy to work with all you guys. You guys always crush your sets with a song I produced called Are You Ready? Bad One of my ass. favorites to kick, man. I God love damn. it. You I guys fucking it. crush that, man. Yeah, thank you. Yo, let's go ahead here. Let's plug that show again real quick. Which show? Uh, oh, it's on May 8th. May 8th. That's this Thursday uh, at the New Oxford Tavern on in Yaletown on Hamilton. Formerly Hooker's Green. Formerly Hooker's Green. That's um, correct. And uh, what time are doors for that? Doors are at 8. Okay. And Doors are at 8, and it's an early show, so we're going to have the first act up for 9.30. We're going to try to have the performances done Actually, check by this midnight. Out. I just realized this. The show's going to come out the day after that show is done. I just realized. It's coming out this Friday, which is the 9th. So, what a crazy show we a, had last yeah. night. Do so you want to tell us Man. how it went? Yeah, how did it Yo, go? Yo, G-Tone crushed the bass. It's crazy. And Zenny was same, crazy. Zenny was like, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. all light and soulful. Yeah. Ross yeah. Farsi was like fucking... Uh, intense. Very intense. intense. Very, very grounded. Fucking ghetto. Fucking ghetto. Suck day. Suck day. Yo, Piruzi. 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 Which means, which means victory. Oh, is that what that means? Rastafarsi Piruzi. <laughs> I've got my arms up for those that can't see. Yeah, and, and my kids. My arms are up. How do kids do? Do they do okay? We Piruzi all the time. Oh, Piruzi all the time. Piru fucking Z. Listen, Jake Evolve, <laughs> yeah. we're going to uh, we're gonna do uh, a very big courtesy to the listening audience, and we're going to go ahead and let them listen to... Uh, a very rough 
It's unmixed, folks, but it's coming through the podcast, so fuck it anyway. It's already compressed as shit. Yeah. But uh, we're going to listen to a rough version of one of the songs from A Love Misunderstood. We've yes. been working on this for several years now, and we're finally ready to be able to establish a little bit of a sneak peek for you guys. Yeah. Uh, this song is called... Give Me Your Love. Give Me Your Love. Give Me Your Love. Yeah. And uh, this is a pleasure to produce. Uh, yo, I'm so... Remember when I heard this beat, and I was just, I just looked at you like, yo... Yeah, this this is this for one, the this record. one, and I was like, oh, for sure, we got this. Yeah, and I just looked at you like, no, no, this is. There are two highlights for the record about this song we're about to play that I want people to listen to. When you listen to this song, two things I like you to listen to. I like you to listen to uh, from a production sense. I want you to listen to uh, how the sample chops go because this is like for me, this is like some of my my finer work. I'm not gonna say it's my best. It's not even out yet, so I'm just gonna say like it's some of my finer work in terms of technical proficient. That, mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Proficiency, it, it's up there. Two, the second thing you want to look for is that second verse drop. The second verse drop is fucking psycho. That's it. That's all I'll say. The, the, like Jacob killing it on the second is fucking insane, and that's all I'm gonna say. If you want to follow Jacob on Twitter, you can follow him at Jacob Evolved. J A K U B E V O L V E D spelling B bitch. I'm in this. L O V E. It's in my name. Or you can follow his group at Kids Music 604 on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow their website, which is kidsmusic604.com. And if you want to follow me, you can always follow me at MD underscore Boomsday. I am MD of the Boomsday Alliance. And if you want to email us about the show, you have some guest ideas, you have any type of show topics, you have questions for our guests coming up, anything you want to do, your love, your hate, you have a top 15 list you want to shoot us about. Uh, the best or worst of something let us know because apparently that's the hot flavor out there so if you want to go ahead and send us an email at uh, you can send J-A-Y-M-E that's my name Jamie at off your list please (laughs) Jamie at Amp Records Co it's A-M-P-R-E-C-O-R-D-S C-O dot com Uh, we'd love to hear from you always love to hear from you and make sure you check out our official site intergalacticinterviews.com it's a goddamn domain the site looks medium good it's out there check it out and big thanks to our sponsor skinandbones.ca for this episode Uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into this song Jacob why don't you break it down for these moths just give me your love give me your love give me your love yeah big thanks for coming out man appreciate it dude yo thank you very much thousand percent dude that's it it's a wrap that's it we're a wrap wow big shout out this is uh give me your love by jacob evolve off the upcoming album i love misunderstood it did flew by it flew five flew by let's (laughs) do this up give me your love by jacob evolve produced by let's do this all right we'll talk to you then
a match, look for that Finna hang like the yin and yang, I'm in the youth and me that's immigration You move me like immigration But now I'm in so deep I can't get away from you Started off free, now there's a chain with us A rude awakening like a train with us And all she keeps saying I got you You know I want you More than anything For you I risk everything so it was in the black Madonna. So it was the love Black Madonna, Black Hawk down, Icarus. Risk everything just to get to you and give you this. How many rhymes I write to keep you in my life daily? Days turn to decades, I'm still going crazy. That's crazy. Sometimes I don't think I'm too sane. What can say? You know the answer, only yours. You're the key. I open doors for you, you open doors for me. What we got going on is sorta of like a holy war. The only cause we're fighting for, the reason I keep holding on. The strength I find is about the storms. It all comes from you. Stay motivated by your dialogues. So keep your light shining on them. Cause what do you think would be on my mind if I were to go die tomorrow? Today we met everything that came and went with it. I love the dog, never let the pain make you regret a thing. Just wish that I was better for you and better to you. In every way I'm dedicated to making you. Triple that, yeah, so don't be shy, love, give me that, yeah, don't be shy, love, give me that, yeah, 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 you know what, give me that, yeah, if anything, love, triple that, yeah, so don't be shy, love, give me that. We are living in the world.